recording. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry, man. It's, it's take good. two. I bring you in last week. I had such a great chat. It's yeah. Joel Pierce, uh, comedian, uh, podcaster, um, runs dumpster fire comedy in yeah. Brunswick. We'll talk about that later. Um, thanks for coming back. I really no appreciate worries, it. Man. I fucked up my recording. I didn't. Um, I deleted the file. Have you ever done that? Like, yeah. Oh, look, man. We, like I think not just from my own experience of podcasting, but listening to podcasts since like the, the beginning of podcasts, you yeah, know, man. when it, there was only like fucking 10 of them, you'd constantly, you'd hear them come back from an episode and be like, yeah, there was a fucking great episode we recorded yesterday, but we lost the files. Yeah. Uh, corrupted files, man. Uh, halfway through the AFL season when we were doing the, I'd have kicked that podcast, the yes. machine I used just shit itself. Yeah. Just completely bricked, couldn't turn it on. Uh, it was in warranty and everything, so I sent it back, but it took like, because it's COVID, it took like fucking four months to get back. Mm. So I was borrowing somebody else's and trying to do it different ways and fucking download it. Like then adding backup plans for the backup plan. So I was like, well, I'll record it shit on Facebook Live and then at least there's some audio I can definitely rip and, and give to them and like record a thing beforehand going, yeah, sorry the audio shit this week, but if you want an episode, yeah. here it is. I guess for people listening or watching that don't really do podcasts, the closest we can get to describing it is probably back in the day when the, when the first iPhones came out mm -hmm. where you couldn't back up your data yeah. and you lost your phone in a club or in a taxi. Yep. It was just fucking gone. Gone. It was yeah. all that money and all those oh, contacts. Bro, and I the had text. a Motorola. You remember gone. the Motorola Razor? Yeah, man. Right? The, was that the flip? flip. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, I was on it, man. I was like, I've got to get one of these. I got myself a fucking purple one. One night, the cunt lasted. It was so fucking thin. <laughs> and I, Sorry, a couple of nights. And there was some sensitive material on it. I only had it two days, and there was already sensitive material on the fucking thing. Yeah. Slipped out of my pocket in a club, never fucking saw that again. I walked into Telstra, and I was like, oh, what happens? They're like, you fucking pay us out for the whole phone. And I was like, no, it wasn't Telstra, it was three. So I just waited for him to go out of fucking business and never paid, paid for the phone. I did that with one tell. Yep. James Packer. I didn't pay my bill, and uh, no one came calling. Yeah. I'm like, I'll get away with it. Yeah, there's a few of those. Unless you unless you owe money to the mafia down Ligon Street, yeah, you're fine. If if the company is not going to send someone to bust your kneecaps, you're good. We worked this out uh, with a mate that you need to incur a debt of over maybe five grand mm -hmm. because they have to sell the debt yeah. to a debt collecting yeah, yeah, company. Yeah. Then they've got to pay some fuck. My mate per hour. My mate Steve put me on this years ago with when, super. They'd ring me up. And they, it'd be the debt collecting place, right? And they're like, oh, look, yeah, we've got this debt from Blockbuster Video. That was another big one. <laughs> that was another big one I had. What move like videos? Goonies? Uh, I think I had a bunch Gremlins. of video games. Oh, and, sick. Um, I've still got a big Blockbuster collection at home. Have you really? Yeah. Sick, man. Fuck them. Post I knew, it. I knew it was going to go out. Instagram the fucker. I want to see it. Yeah, I'll tag cool. you in it. There's a lot of VHS. Cause I'm, like, yeah, yeah, man. Old school. Um, anyway. They ring up and my mate goes, just tell them this. He goes, did you buy this debt from Blockbuster? And they go, yeah. He go, well, that's a bad fucking investment because you're not going to see a dollar out of me and hang up on them. <laughs> because, and yeah, they ring back and every time you're just like, uh, how much do you think you could pay? Oh, today I think I'll pay nothing. Get fucked and hang yeah. up. And like. There's nothing they can do. No. Th they've be... bought the debt. It's their debt now. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And it has to be over a certain amount for them yeah. to want to come and get you Even, can they take your car like uh, are they allowed to break into your yes, car and possess it they can clamp your car i'll clamp it but they can't take it no nah, i don't think well they might be able to take it i found it i had a bunch of like um 
it was just fines, tram fines, parking fines, shit like that. But the sheriff came knocking one day and I was like, fuck, I better look into what they can and can't take. Mm. And it's actually, they can't take much. They can't take your TV. They can't take your bed. They, like, uh, ascent, it's deemed essential items. But like your computer, if you need your car for work, they can't take your fucking car. Really? Because it's like, well, okay, cool. I can't pay this bill with this job. Now you're going to take my car and I can't have my job. Like, how the fuck? So, yeah. Is this a sheriff that does does this job? Yeah, they send the sheriff around. So the yeah. cops don't Not even... like a sheriff from, like, American movies. He's just a fat white cunt who's Dog just... catcher slash fucking debt yeah. chaser, basically, yeah. yeah. So he's just someone from the council... <laughs> that reminds me of a funny story about a sheriff. All right, so the sheriff rocks up, knocks on your door. Yeah. But he can't come into... You can't... He can't force his way into his... No, no, no. He just served me papers. Like, right. just like... Not you... that I owe anything, but... He, no, well, he came with the papers saying, you know, we're coming here to... You know, we need to sort this debt out. And I just said to him, which was true, I said, oh, look, I called Fines Victoria today and worked out a payment plan. And he went, oh. All right. Cool. And he fucked off. Yeah. Um, so what was that funny story that you were... Oh, the sheriff. Back in town, um, I used to hang out at the pub with my dad a lot when I was a kid. Like, I grew up. Which was, pub? Uh, fuck. It was called the Royal Royal yeah. Standard Hotel in, in Yarram. So, Where's Yarram? It's, oh, so three hours south, Melbourne. Three hours south of Melbourne? Yeah. Where? So, like, you go to the coast, and then you kind of edge along around the coast back towards Sale. Oh, okay. That way? Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, South Gippsland. South Gippsland. Deep, the yep. deep south. Yeah, because I thought south is, like, in the bay. You're, like, past Rosebud and Rye. Yeah, well, you keep going along. Keep going along the coast. Well, like, I'm from around there, like, Welshpool's, like, the most southern point of Victoria. It's, like, they used to run the sea cat out of there to go to Tassie before they did ah, it right. in St. Kilda, because it was just fucking closer. Yeah. But anyway, um, there's this guy, Dazzler. He had cerebral palsy. And he'd hang around the pub. He was probably in his 30s at the time. And yeah, around the same age as my dad, I guess. So it's funny, I'm about that age now. But yeah, he had me at the pub. But Dazzle, because he had cerebral palsy, he couldn't fucking drive, but he rode a fucking BMX everywhere. People take a piss out of him because, you know, I was like, cerebral. like they hung out with him. He had the speech, slurred speech and all of that. Yeah, but he rode a BMX. Rode his BMX Good. everywhere. Yeah, he's fucking... Competent? Yeah, competent on the... It was one of those Jumps things, like, you'd see him, like, limping along, arms going everywhere. As soon as he'd fucking get on that bike, it was like, there was nothing wrong with him, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, it was magic. So he's all elastic, except once he's on the bike, he's fluid, he's gone. I think it's a focus or something. Yeah. Anyway, he's riding around town one day, no fucking helmet on. I mean, he's got cerebral palsy, he's not fucking worried about hitting his head, you know? <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> so he's fucking... He's riding around... And the fucking sheriff pulls up. And, like, yeah. in a small country town, the sh- like, the sheriff's just a dog catcher. He's not even getting fines yeah. or anything like it's that. It's not like sheriff as in America. No, not like a... Yeah, you're not a lawman. Mm. Well, you, you are a man of the law, but anyway. Yeah, like a parking attendant. Yeah, parking officer for a cop. Yeah. That's a difference. Yeah, exactly. Really... So, anyway, the fucking sheriff pulls up to him. And he goes, hey, Dazzler, where's your helmet? And Dazzler, without missing a beat, looks back at him. He goes, where's your fucking badge? And rides off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, fuck the sheriff. They can't do. They can't do fuck all. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's the sheriff. Yeah. Nice one. We're talking about fucking. I want to bring the dog fucker back up. Yeah. That was, so in the last podcast, which got deleted by me by accident because I'm a fuckhead, um, we talked about how you did some rehab. Yeah, I was in like mental health rehab for a while. Yeah. And I said, were there any strange cats? Excuse the pun. In the um. In the mental home, and you said, yeah, there was a... Dog fucker, yeah. An actual dog fucker. Yeah, so the deal with the dog fucker was, word got around pretty quick that there's a dog fucker in our mix, 
And the funny thing was the cunt always wore those like uh, Dandenong Market shirts with a big fucking wolf print or like a dog print on the front of them. Yeah. Like full face. Loved them. Yeah, it was like, yeah. I think you said last time it was like he wore his favourite girls out. Like, you yeah. know, it's like if you had a fucking, you wore your super, <laughs> right, supermodels yeah. on the t-shirt or whatever. Yeah. That was his, his, his version, you know. Um, I mean, you wear what you like, you know. Yeah. Um, Did anyone try and get into his head as to why he was doing that? Nah. Where the attraction came from? Because that's nah, what I'd be interested in. There was in. just like one moment where. Like what you see, what do you see? Everyone kind of stayed away from him. Yeah. And then, yeah, one kind of violent bloke who was there getting off ice bailed him up underneath the camera and was like if you fucking look at me you fucking spoke to anyone or no I'll fucking have you cunt they can't see me under this camera and then yeah the dog fucker but they eventually had to get us all in a fucking big meeting like everyone in rehab in psych to like leave this guy alone it isn't true and me being the cunt that I am I'm sitting there going look here's his fucking name and an age thing that says he fucked he, he fucked all these dogs like I've got Google like I know the cunt's name. So instead of owning up to it and saying, look, guys, we do have a dog fucker, but just, you know, we're all in here for our own that's, reasons. Just, that's that's what they went with. So they disrespected you all by trying to by lie. By trying to lie about it. And go, Which that's is worse. not true. Yeah, it's like, well, come on. You're, they're doing a disservice And my to you. argument was, why, the, why is, he shouldn't be in here. You know, he's not trying to get off fucking, he's not trying to kick smack. He's trying to kick fucking his dog. Like, mm. the RSPCA and the police should be involved. This guy should be in like a, a prison. You know what I mean? What was his name? Jason. No, Jason was the tough cunt that, that bashed him, like, yeah. pushed him in the corner that time. Um, what was dog fuckers? Can't remember again? his name because I immediately. Yeah. It's the same with like fucking shit open micers. I immediately give them a fucking nickname. Yeah. And then that's what they are for the rest of the time. Like I saw this cunt doing star jumps before his fucking five minute open mic set. So now that cunt's just star jumps. From star jumps. Who was who was that? Do I know him? Uh, probably not. Do you, um, young, real young dude, but like he was getting himself pumped up and he's doing star jumps. I'm like, cunt, it's not that serious. There's fucking two cunts in the audience and the rest of the comics, like, just get up and do, don't. I still get nervous though, even for a yeah. small gig. Do you do, do you have a thing before um, you go on, but on stage? Like, I, I get I nervous. I try and sneak one last smoke. Like, it's like, <laughs> a, it's like a, a control thing though. Okay. You, like a cigarette, not a spliff. I'll go out for a fucking one smoke. Like, okay, cool. Clear my head. And then, yeah, maybe take a piss. And then, yeah. Do you shit? No. You don't get the nervous poos. Don't get. The, I get the nervous shits before I leave the house. Right. Well, that's great. So uh, yeah. How many dilapidated dunnies I've shat in? Yeah. Oh, the one at dumpster, you can't even close the door oh, properly. No, that's bad. So I have to lean forward and try and hold the door like oh, the old it. shit with one foot up. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Green rooms. Uh, there, there's some horrible backstage dunnies around. Yeah. Especially where I've gigged around the world, in uh, Eastern Europe. It's just not something that they take into account. Like, everyone shits. Like, you should... Do you have to be fucking Janet Jackson asking for the fresh toilet seat every fucking night? Like, that level to get a nice shitter as an entertainment? I don't understand people that say, I only shit at home. I shit where I have to shit. I know. I can't hold it in. I think it's... You're doing your body a disservice. Yeah. And it's probably not good for you. I don't think it's good for you, To hold your shit in. The kind of shits I do, you can't just fucking... Yeah. I'm like that with people. If you want out of my life, you're out. Yeah. Like, I'll get you out now. Yeah. I'll cut you. We're done. We're done. So, I can't believe those people that don't shit when they need to shit and then it passes. I'm like, there's still shit there. There are some, like, shit protocols that I'll abide by. Like, if we're on a like a camper van or a tour, I won't shit on the bus. Because, like, you know. That's... I've had to, though. I'd, be, I'd pull over man. and just, I'd shit on the side of the road. Oh. 
Because I don't I'm like I've got no shame with that. I'd just be like, fuck That's, it. For those who haven't shat on a bus, I did I, I was in the UK for eight years and um because my career was going great, we would we would catch something called the mega bus. Yeah. The mega bus was like twenty five bucks for a ticket to go to Manchester, do a gig, yeah, get paid cash, jump back on the bus and come back. A lot of times I'd have to shit. Shitting in a mega bus is like Oh, that's squatting. different. That's like public transport bus shitting. But I'm talking about like if you're with family and friends, you don't you don't fuck them over by shitting in the bus. If it's other like other like oh shit in the aeroplane shit like yeah yeah it's like squatting in a phone booth that's rocking a lot. Yeah, like, aeroplane oh, poo you, is nothing. Have you ever shit on a fucking trying to shit on a V line? No. Same thing. Like the train, it's oh, lurching right, yeah. left and right. And are there rails either side? Just, I think it just goes fucking straight on the tracks. Surely not. Yeah. Why not? It'd be great to see that side on. That means like <laughs> Sl- super slow motion camera watching the piss and shit yeah. fall out of the train. Yeah, just stretching right along. Yeah. <coughs> well, yeah, that'd be a lot better than just like catching it all in a container. And yeah, then, uh, using what's a lot of work? Front bar for all mixes. those fucking those blue chemicals or whatever the fuck they use in porta potties. Mm. That's th- that stuff's got to be fucking horrible. Do, do you have a joint before you go on stage? I can't. I smoke. It like, fucks me up. I smoke all day. Yeah. So, yes, I I do. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You're. I think you're. You're different. I've noticed. It's that a. Everyone's different. Like some cunts will smoke a spliff and get a fuck and get psychosis. You know. Yeah, other, man. Other people will smoke a spliff and get real paranoid and real fucking introverted. What do you put that down to? Do you put it down to like uh, delicate brain chemistry that we all have? Because the brain is yeah. more neurons than there are stars in our galaxy. So yeah. There's fucking heaps of connections. And it's and such a delicate balance. The punishment out. you put into it, like, I think it hasn't really been explored enough. The punishment that we put on our brains before they're finished developing. Because, like, a lot of people start drinking at, as a teenager, right? What's the last thing to grow? Your brain. Yeah. At 25. Yeah. It's kind of backward, isn't it? Yeah. But is that purpose built for evolution to allow us to take risks, chances? To I think so, take yeah. Take on a big predator to bring it down so we can feed the tribe? Yeah. You know, when ta- you when you're most strong and virile, yeah, yeah. that eighteen to twenty five period where if the brain developed quick at seventeen, you'd be like, I'm not taking on a fucking <laughs> walrus. Fuck that. We'll be vegan. Yeah, you know. Yeah, let's just grow fucking Brussels sprouts in the backyard. And, yeah, and have no energy and wither away and die. Yeah, fuck even it. though veg- vegans are hating me for saying that. Fuck you. Yeah. So anyway, what was uh, yeah? So I cut you off about the brain developing. And- yeah. So like the like you you nailed it that. Till 25, your brain hasn't fully developed. Yeah. So any like alcohol, drugs, anything that you're putting into your yeah, system is yeah. altering permanently your brain chemistry. Yeah. Um, when I worked with young people, that was the kind of shit I was trying to get across to them. I was like, what capacity you... did you work with young people in? Like one to one counseling? Uh, yeah, I was like their support worker. So oh, yeah. um, the way I'd put it to them, because you know, you talk to kids like, they're fucking normal people, not down to them. They'll fu- they respond, you know? And yeah. that goes for fucking small children to On their young level. adults. Right. And that's why they I worked well in that, because I'm young at heart, man. I still, like, if Sesame Street's on in the morning, I'll watch that shit. Because, fucking, yeah, Sesame Street. I grew up on it. It's still fucking good. Anyway, that's the stuff I try to get. I'm like, the choices you make now with what you decide, what drugs you decide to do, you know, if you're fucking huffing paint, I've seen it. I've seen my mate who was 13 and used to sniff petrol. He lives under a fucking bridge in Montaggy now under a fucking, one of those silver, you know, ambulance blankets. You know what I mean? 
They're really warm, aren't they? Yeah, well, I mean, it's good if you're going to sleep by the coast under a fucking bridge. You're going to need one. <laughs> you're going to need some heavy-duty blankets. But I'm like, these are the choices. The choices he made. I want to go to the footy with them in winter. Aussie disposals. They sell them. Yeah, you get them from. That's where he got it from. The paramedic version ones. Yeah, pretty for much. Hypothermia. The, yeah, them silver joints. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, they're great. But not bad for Melbourne winter at all. Yeah, Fuck wrap yeah. it around your legs at the footy. You're good to go. Yeah. Just make look. it into a jet, cut some fucking holes in it, make it a poncho. Yeah, you look like a jacket potato from far, but fuck it. You fucking show up on the telly, though. There you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... Is but it... I try to get across them. Yeah, those those decisions you make from, yeah, whenever drugs or alcohol get introduced to you, and that depends on your environment. Like, some kids will fucking have a bong when they're seven, you know what I mean? Because of bad... Parenting, generational yeah. poverty, and all that. Shit. All great parenting. It just depends how you view it. But yeah, it's probably bad parenting. I was about that old when my dad introduced me to the idea of marijuana. When did he? Did, when did he let you have a drag? Never. Never. Yeah, that's good, Dad. Um, can I just say quickly? Do you think um, my problem with marijuana is it's grown in cupboards and the right. concentration of THC is way too strong because it's right. not grown naturally by sunlight and yep. photosynthesis yep. with like a uh, sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. It's mm-hmm. just According to the plant, it's just getting bombarded by sunlight. Yeah. So it's growing just in a UV cupboard. So the THC is off the scale. Yep. So when you smoke it, it's like a sledgehammer to the brain. The balance of THC to CBD is off. Yeah. Oh, well, they, they sell it's not right. the zero, like the zero and CBD. Is that causing, stuff you is can that get. triggering psychosis in a lot of people? Do you reckon that's pushing people over the edge? Do you reckon if we went back to homegrown? <laughs> nah, I don't no. think it, I don't think it's a strength thing. Okay. Um, because I like weed when it's mild and I can yeah. get giggly. Mids. And yeah, mid. It's like great midweeds that you can. But what is midweed? Like just, yeah, it's not that fucking rap shit. That, are people. Uh, is there a market of that? Like, do people sell what, midweed? It's, it's kind of what you can get. Yeah, they do. Like. Because like, the stuff I get, you can. It's so pungent. The mm. smell is so. It's like the size of a fingernail, a bud. And you just know if you smoked all that, well, you'd be fucked. When you do smoke, do you smoke like. Because you want to like be productive and do shit, or because you want to be introspective and relaxed. Uh, the latter. Yeah. But so now you want to smoke indicas. So there's the sativas and indicas. Sativas are the, your kind of uppers of weed, even though they're both depressants. But the sativas, the oh, I'm creative. I'm fucking. I feel like doing shit. Let's play video games. Kind of. Let's go to the park and fucking. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. What's that called? Sativa. And what is that? I've got no idea. So what that's the about. strain. Of, the strain of the marijuana. Strain of marijuana. Plant. And the other the other strain is indica, and they have hybrids as well. But the indica one, the way I remember it, is indica in the couch. Because yeah, you smoke that shit and you get couch lock. You're like, uh, it's good for sleeping. It's good for. Um, so it's very strong. Strong, and it has a higher CBD thing as well. So it's better for inflammation and and da 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 da. Yeah. Um, I always smoke way before I play basketball for joint pain. It's not for fucking. I play better because I'm high. It's literally so my fucking knees don't kill me while I play. So the marijuana helps your... Yeah. Help joint pain, yeah. So the CBD remises, reduces inflammation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. It's like a natural fucking anti-inflammatory. And it doesn't affect your reflexes and your... <laughs> that can be... I, I don't think so. Or do you just stand... No, I'm not playing basketball, nah. I, I think that's a lot of muscle memory. I've been playing since I was seven. I'm 37 tomorrow. So... Yeah, happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. Um, well, do you stand under the... Can you stand more than three seconds in the key and just fucking relax under the ring waiting for the ball? Because you're a tall cunt. Yeah, kind of. Oh, that's all right. But it's like... A psychiatrist said it to me once. She goes, where's your happy place? Like, you know, and people think, oh, you're on the beach or fucking with my children or 
fucking just nice family holiday. For me, it's standing in the paint in a game of basketball, watching nine other people, like watching nine things at once and focusing on all of that. Like that's where my mind's the clearest. Hang on a second. So are you playing? Yeah. Well, so I'm you're, playing. you're in the game. In the game. That's where my mind is absolutely clearest. I know what to do and what I have to do and where I have to stand and where I have to be. It's like the closest thing to like absolute fucking peace. Is, is that because there are so many things happening? You're absorbed in concentration by the game itself? This, and there's no room to think about anything else. Yeah. Do you, I get that with stand-up when yeah. I'm on stage. Yeah, like performing. My, I can get that with, when with you, performing. When yeah. you're doing well and you're in that flow state, you come off and you're like, what? How the f-? You have to download your life again. Yeah. And like, who am I again? Oh, yeah, I'm Johnny Katz. I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got shit to do tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I fucking got a... Mo- a fine to pay because you know all this all this shit comes I back I fucking crushed that and then you walk off and you're like oh I'm broke yeah all this <laughs> shit comes floating back yeah but it's amazing when you're on stage yeah. I've experienced it where um, yeah I mean I, I was in Austria about to go on stage and I got a call from my mum saying oh your father's had a stroke we're in Greece we're at mm. the hospital she's like when can you come and I'm like holy fuck um, I'm, I'm, is he alright she's like we, we don't know we think so but he's non-responsive I'm like Jesus fuck and I remember uh, my manager was with me in Austria and I was backstage and I was shaking and he's like, are you going to be all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. I didn't think I was, yeah. but I lied to him. But yeah, sure enough, I went on stage. I, I was able to forget, yep. do the gig, come off stage. I didn't do great, yep. but I didn't do poor. Yep. I just got the job done. And uh, my agent hugged me and he goes, now you're a pro comic yeah, because you were able to do the job when you thought you couldn't. Flick the switch on. And, and it's not about crushing. It's yeah. just doing enough to yep. satisfy the role. So the audience, 100%. they had no fucking idea yep. my dad had a stroke. Yeah, They were like, oh, good show. Who's I had, next? I had a really similar, I had my grandfather die before a really big show. This was with my band. Um, we were playing The Prince. Uh, headline the Prince of Wales, so it was a fucking big show. That's great, man. Yeah, I want to talk about that because uh, last time, well, I did press records. We, record, we, so we, we jumped did. around all over the yeah. place and just kind of missed it, but yeah, we yeah we were headlining, so it was fucking huge. And you know, it was a big day, and fucking, we'd been out the night before, and like kind of kicking on into the next day. And I was on the tram on the way to St Kilda for the gig, and I got the phone call. We had your grandfather's died, and I just mm. got off the tram, sat on a fucking bench, and was like, I can't can't move i can't i was paralyzed you know i can't go anywhere i can't do anything it misses with me at the time and she's like you'll be right you'll be right you'll be right sure enough eventually i got there to the, the thing and as soon as i kind of walked in and was like oh fuck i've got to put on my performer face you know it all i forgot about it mm. did the show um went home and that's when i fucking finally was able to allow yourself allow to, process. to process it you know break break down cry be upset but in that yeah it's I a similar thing. It's like, well, and we fucking crushed the show too. And that's the thing. Like it's a great I, the whole time I had that thing inside me, like, I'm going to suck. I can't fucking, can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop. Mm. Even though with the brave face, I can't stop thinking about it. As soon as I walked out on stage and saw the audience, I was like, I'm fucking good. I'm golden. It's just a great sign of growth where your brain, where you're able to compartmentalize mm-hmm. your brain and create doors and hallways and put shit inside yeah. of a door, close it and go off down the hall and do a job, mm-hmm. get shit done. And, yeah, I think it's um it's the reason why we have pets for children so that when pets die, kids can deal with that yeah. early on and learn. You know, you got to go to school. All right, yeah. your dog died, but you got to now go to school. Yeah, you and, still got to go to school. You know, get shit done. And mm-hmm. so you were a musician, right? Yeah. Or you still are. Uh, oh, I guess you you always will be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh fuck! So I only do what mu- genre? Uh, 
rap music and then with the band it was kind of like a jazz reggae hip-hop band nice yeah uh do you play instruments Nah, nothing well so you would rap yeah right and obviously is it like stand-up you write your own stuff yeah 100 percent. so like and the, the discipline of writing non-stop was an easy transfer to go to comedy because that's the only way you get better right is you keep fucking doing mm. the thing um but it's like one of the only transferable fucking skills. People always think, oh, that's such a... Nah, not mm. really. It's two different things. People are like, oh, why don't you do a fucking... A rap, like a joke rap song? And I'm like, because that's fucking like... I'm mashing two things that... It's like trying to put a fucking round... It doesn't work for me. Because I, yeah. I took my music so seriously and the things I talked about my music seriously. And I, I don't take my comedy seriously. I want to be silly. I want to have fun. I want to say, you know, silly shit. I can't put the th- two things together and make them both do them both justice. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, it'd, it'd be half-assed if I mashed them together. Yeah, they're mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. I like tennis. I like surfing. I'm not going to go surfing with a fucking racket in exactly. my hand. Exactly. Yeah. Like just yeah, you, each one is its own beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, do you stimulate the same creative muscles or energy vibe to get into writing a rap track and then sitting down to write stand-up or? Like, um, I can't write stand-up in front of a computer. I need to be at a Nah, gig. pen and paper. Yeah, pen uh, and paper. I always wrote all my music with a pen and paper. I um, used it was only, like, recent years where I'd been... Like, when I'd been doing it for 10 years, then I started just writing verses in my phone really quick. Yeah. Because, um, like, an idea had hit me, and I'd go, okay, sweet. But, like, writing a, a verse, like, 16-bar verse, will only take me, like, half an hour. But if I want to write a fucking one-liner, I can be there all day with just the setup and staring at the fucking page going... All right. What's the answer to this? It's more of a puzzle. I mean, they're both puzzles. I think writing can be kind of seen that way. as like, you know, you're trying to move things around and see which what fits, you know. Do you, is there any... Um, let's say you go to a rap night. I've never been. Yeah. But you don't, are there... You don't much. <laughs> really? It's like my least favorite thing about fucking music was fucking rap shows. They're the are worst. There... Too much testosterone. Someone always gets fucking I was going to ask you, are there hack... Topics that rappers can, like, for example, yeah, rapping about rapping that's fuck it drives me mental. How do you just, rapping about rapping? They rap about like, I'm so good about rapping, I could do this, flick I'm, that, I'm, fuck that. Yeah, I'm, I'm such a good rapper. These are all the reasons I'm good at rapping. These are the reasons other cunts are bad. I'm like, talk about something. You just like, like being braggadocious, I don't mind as long as it's fucking entertaining. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, tell me you've got an, uh, an anaconda for a dick, at least that fucking like paints a picture. You know what I mean. But if you just like, I'm the best, fuck everybody else, look how much, you know, it gets boring. So there's a lot of that on the circuit. Yeah, just people just but, yeah. rapping about, and like rapping about their fucking non-existent fans and their non-existent haters. And it's just like, come on, bro, just fucking rap about your life. Like, that's what it's about is your experience. Like stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get, you know, good at it, you sort of understand that, all right, these jokes are funny. They're getting me laughs, but I've got to go deeper. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I love a lot of surface level fucking shallow music, you know, but it's got to be good. Like what? What's the most Oh, bro, I listen listen to so much like current, like skirt, skirt, hip hop music that like 90% of my, if I put it on for anyone, they'd be like, why do you listen to this garbage? I'm like, I like bass and it's, the the beats are good, you know, I don't, I've, I got over caring so much about the lyrics and just started to enjoy good songs. 
Have, are you concerned about the state of music? Because I've often heard from older people, probably baby boomers and yeah. to accept Gen, Gen X going, where are all the fucking bands? Where are the good bands? They still exist. Do they? Yeah. There's just... I think that it's more telling you like the internet culture and the way it's everything's instant, right? Um, instant gratification. And you can't get... You don't get the same vibe of a band off a fucking film clip. Mm. as you do is go and see them in a pub or at a venue or whatever. Mm. And the people that want that will still go seek that out. Um, and their music sells well and stuff like there's like that. Uh, there's a few like Melbourne bands. I'm not really into their music, but I'm aware of them. Like, uh, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. And, um, I learned most of their names from listening to triple R cause they're just like, Hey, album of the week is by blah, blah, blah. And they're all these, yeah, like metal bands and rock bands and those scenes still exist. Mm. It's just that the stuff that's popular now is fucking overproduced horseshit. I've got a friend who's in a band and I just, I feel for him because he was telling me how fucking expensive it is. Oh, it's, it's one of my, like, it's like a, music, get, a musician's the only person that will fucking load $10,000 worth of equipment into yeah. a $500 car, car. Dri yes. drive it for fucking a hundred kilometers for five bucks. Yeah. Once they break it all down, all their money. Yeah. Yeah, it's I was insane. in a nine-piece band. Like we played the Evelyn one night, and the cunt was like, "You made a dollar thirty-six each off the door." Yeah, and I was like, "Pay me." It has to be. We robbed the pool table one night because the fucking venue <laughs> owner wouldn't pay us. People have to understand, listening, that to be a musician or a comedian at that level, like you said, to have ten thousand dollar equipment loaded into a five hundred dollar car. You have to be addicted, and you are addicted. Yeah. You're you're completely. It's got nothing taken. to do with it's money. Nothing to do with money. You are the five bucks is going to buy you a drink at the end of the night, or fucking a hot dog on the way home. Have you heard the anecdote of a famous band? I don't know who they are, but it's a famous anecdote I heard in the UK about um, a a, band, a famous band broke down when they were early, early on trying walking to make the it. Snow? Yeah, walking through the snow. I heard, I heard Seinfeld. It was on the comedian documentary. Seinfeld, was it? Seinfeld tells it to that Orny Adams kid. Yeah. Um, if you don't know it, I can Yeah, tell me. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was maybe Smokey Robinson. I don't know. I Something heard it, like that. I heard it in the UK so at a gig. It was a, it was a uh, African-American band, right? They're driving to the gig. They break down in the middle of the snow. They're like, fuck it, we've got to make it to the gig. So they chuck all their equipment on their back and they trudge through the snow like they're wet up to their knees. They're all in their suits and everything. As they're walking through the snow, they see this little house. And inside the house is a nice little fire, beautiful family scene. Mum's making dinner and dad's playing with the kids on the thing. And anyway, the guys in the band look in and go, ugh, how can people live like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That, to me, encapsulates how what we do is a fucking narcotic. Yeah. To uh, jump in a car in, in a comedian's vernacular at middle of winter go to an open mic gig, wait around for two hours just mm -hmm. to get five minutes in front of four or five people that if haven't that. even paid. If that. And you're just working on a material and you record it and you listen back to it and you're just inching ahead slowly, like it fucking makes a snail's pace seem fast. And just when you think you've ironed out a piece of material, you'll do it again the next night in front of a crowd and it won't work. Yeah, they'll let you know it's a piece of shit. And yeah. you're back to square one. <laughs> and that's what shits me about stand-up in a way. I, it shits me because part of me wishes, like, I don't know if I said this to you the other day, but, you know, we haven't recorded it. So if, if, 
I kind of wish sometimes I was a, an engineer or I had something like the laws of physics. Every morning I'd wake yeah. up, I'd be like, well, the laws of physics haven't changed, so I still this know still what works. I know. This still works. Whereas stand-up, you can go 10 years um, and your jokes could not work anymore. Yeah. You just don't know because every crowd is different. But then again, I'm chasing my tail now because maybe that's why I'm attracted to it. Every crowd is different. So that's, that's a part of I'm it. There. It's... Uh, Again, going back to that Seinfeld, it goes, it's one of the most fair forms of entertainment because you're judged every few seconds. Every few seconds you're judged. And even when comedians say, all right, there, there are comics like, I think I'm sort of in my, I'm in my forties now and I'm getting to the stage where I don't care what people think, mm. which is making me slightly more fearless on stage. I think stage. I was born with that. And yeah, I've seen you perform and you you have a huge element of, I don't give a fuck as well. Yeah. And I think that's the only way to be. Yeah. I... I, I guess that's something I took across from the music was I yeah. saw all the politics and all the politics and bullshit and it's, it's entertainment. It's all the same fucking shit. Ma managers fucking mm. crabs in a bucket. Everyone's trying to fucking pull each other down to get ahead, you know? Yeah. Um, but they, oh, sorry, I lost, I lost my point there. Um, crabs in a bucket, crabs in a bucket, which is a great image. Everyone's trying to get out. Stepping yeah, on top of each other. Stepping on top of each other. And that's, that's what it's like. And I mean, people don't see it for what it is. And But yeah. that, that's what I was trying to say. But that's the stuff I brought across to doing comedy was I'm like, oh, I'm not doing any of the shit. I'm mm. not doing any of that bullshit again because I've already done it. And I know the shit I, I can avoid and it's not going to affect me. And I know the stuff that is like, you're going to have to do this to progress, you know? Um so there's, you know, these gigs that I do that I don't want to do. I don't like the room. I don't like the lineup. I don't really like the fucking audience. But I need to get in front of certain people to, mm. so they can go, oh, fuck, he actually can do this. You know what I mean? What's your end game with stand-up? Do you have an end game? Like, my, look, my caviar, to, caviar yeah. dream up until fucking COVID um, was to make it as a touring comic in the States. I wanted to be a road comic. I don't want to be fucking... Bill Burr, I don't want to be a superstar. I want to be able... That would be my dream, is to be able to make a living. Six months, or three months in the UK, three months in the States, and then six months back home. I, I was a road comic. And I'd only be home six months because I've got kids. Like, yeah. otherwise I'd go around the, around the clock. Well, I, I was a road comic for a while. Uh, it was fun for the first couple of years, mm -hmm. and then it blurred... Yep. Every city became... I didn't know where I was. The yeah. cities all blended in. Lost in translation type stuff. Where you, you, Pr pretty you much, man. Suitcase in a hotel. Yeah. Hotels were boring. Uh, once the buzz of being in a hotel, having pay TV, having like oh, a yeah. hot tub all wore off, being at the yeah. snow, being in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, going swimming in the Red Sea for free, doing all this cool shit yep. with Arabs, smoking shisha, um, going to Bucharest, doing lines of coke and all that. It just wore off and I was like, where am I? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And then I felt like my comedy wasn't progressing and it wasn't until I came back home um, amongst friends and family did I plug myself into a core group of people. Mm -hmm. And then my soul started breathing again and I started becoming, I think, funnier. I started writing more. Uh, I was less of a shell. I mm -hmm. had more substance. and But that's me. Yeah. But then there's other acts that are still... Well, not now because of COVID, but yeah, yeah, still out there performing all the time, loving it, yeah. being road comics. Just mm. love it. I don't know. I like solitude. I love traveling. Like driving, 
I fucking I could just drive all day. Like I've really got to mentally stop myself sometimes when I go out in the car just to not go, oh fuck it, let's drive to Alice Springs. Um, love eating road with the car. Um, what top, year's your car? Oh, current one. Yeah. Uh, 2007. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be all right for Alice. Anything. Oh, like, to get to Alice. Yeah. Would it cough, though? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, I reckon she'd struggle around Adelaide. It's like sending a smoker on a marathon. Fuck. Some I, dr- I drove a Toyota. I be dro- careful. I drove a fucking Toyota Echo to Perth once. Across the Nullarbor? Yeah, bro. Fuck, was it dicey? At it was point? dicey because of the gaps in petrol. Because it's only got a little tank on the cunt. So you fill it up. And Did you we, have a jerry can? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Cause, a 20 litre can, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you'd, you'd get, you'd be like, all right, well, and there's no fucking Wi Fi or nothing. You can't like be like, how far away is the next fucking servo? No, like birds, birds can't traverse yeah. the distances to come yeah. to Adelaide. That's why they have stringent rules with flora and fauna mm. and fruit that when you go across yeah. from Adelaide, it's a fucking, it's space. Yeah. It's like the vastness of black space. Yeah. Nothing can come across. So that's why um, you're in no man's land. Yeah. And I think it's there's law. There's some fucking weird towns out there too. It's like 16 people in this town and it's a, like there's a pub and you don't see any houses. Yeah. And you're like, where the fuck do these cunts live? Underground. It's like Cooper, Pe- Cooper Pedy's when You've been in Cooper Pedy before? Nah, but I've, 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 it's off its, I've heard it's off its tits. Everything's underground. Yeah. It's so fucking hot. Yeah. And it's like opal mining. I saw there's a fucking opal mining show they've got on pay TV at the moment. Yeah. Where they just, they send couples out to the fuck, out to Cooper Pedy to fucking try and find their fortune in opals. So you, you drove across the Nullarbor. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've done it both ways. I've gone yeah straight across and straight up, like from Adelaide up to yeah. Darwin. To, to the people in the UK, because I've got a few listeners in the UK, it's like, it's obviously you know how big Australia is. We went on a mining tour in the middle of the desert. We were headed up to the Pilbara and we set our sat-nav for a joke. Yeah. And it said, in 636Ks, turn right. Yeah. And we're like, thanks, bitch. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. I had heaps of those. Driving, driving, when you drive to Northern Territory... It's thousands of kilometers in a straight fucking line. The Central Desert Highway, oh. I think it's called. It's actually, a, we did a dirt road as no, well. No uh, no, speed limit either. No speed limit. And get so, this. When I'm an XR8, that was lots oh, of you fun. Take an X- yeah, that would be. the um, When we were going through some towns in um, the Pilbara and Central Australia, we were stopping, getting fuel, and they were telling us um, the indigenous communities have cars that they drive with no windscreen yep. and no headlights and they fucking drive them at night Fuck successfully because yeah, sure. they just know where they're going intuitively and Fuck. their eyes adjust in the pitch black of the night their eyes their I used to have a missus that up. used to fucking turn it's, that turn the headlights off when we were driving on the like out in country roads. Was she cooked to, though? To or fuck with me. Was she? Yeah, she's cooked. Yeah. The, 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 these black fellas, they just know what they're doing. That's fucking. They can insane. do it. And the cops, um, the cops just don't give them a. They don't. Touch they give them a fucking hard enough time with everything else. Well, yeah, but it's just the the way it is. So, yeah. So you drove across the Nullarbor Plain. Mm. Uh, birds can't go across. Nothing can go across. It's fucking no man's land. So yeah, you had to have a jerry can full of fuel. Yeah, in the back. And did you have any moments where you're like, oh, shit, I think we're fucked here? No, I was... Uh, it was all right. For such a fucking pessimistic person, I'm like, with shit like that, I'm always optimistic. So, mm. Same with health stuff. For some reason, I'm always really optimistic whenever fucking someone I know gets sick or... Did you have a phone with you? Like a satellite phone or... Nah. I okay. just went for fucking... Went so for broke. 
you know, if you broke down, you just have to wait. Have some water. Yeah. Yeah, water. that was the other Jerry can. Water. Water and petrol. My friends broke down. Not in the mining tour. I, did. So we, we I don't suggest doing it in a fucking Toyota Echo either. Yeah, don't do it in a Toyota Echo. Do, do it, it in a... something with a comfortable chair. Yeah, four-wheel drive. Yeah, well, ideally. Something with a fucking huge tank. Yeah, don't be one of those British backpackers that we see in a shitty Volkswagen in the 70s doing it. <laughs> and they fucking die. Or, or if they're lucky, they get abducted and murdered. Uh, just get put out of their misery. That's got to be like one of the, like Australia has to be like number one cause of death for British backpackers. I went to Australia and I never came back. Oh, we love chopping them up yeah. in the middle of bumfuck oh. nowhere. We just love it. They're just so stupid. I had a girl who lived with me in a share house. She, Lily White, right? She, she's fucking stoked to be in Australia. She's been here about two months. She goes outside, slathers herself in fucking cooking oil. And I'm like... Uh, olive oil? Like, yeah, cooking oil. My auntie used to do that. It's and I'm, fucking insanity. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? And she's like, I'm getting a tan. I'm like, nah, you're going to fucking cook yourself. Yeah. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Australia's about three inches from the fucking sun. It is. It's right? closer to the sun. <laughs> it's fucking... We are close to the sun. We're about 20 minutes from the sun, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, no, we've got the sun in Ireland. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Yeah. The, su- the sun in Ireland is a 40-watt globe. <laughs> at best. That flickers. Yeah, that flickers. <laughs> it's shit. This is The fucking... element's about to go out on the bitch, yeah. yeah. And it's covered by fucking layers of fucking clouds and rain and shit. Nah. Blue sky, three inches from the fucking sun here Without in Without an ozone layer or hole, whatever, just fucking cooking. That's why we invented the fucking hill's hoist, so we could fucking put the, the clothes a little bit closer to the sun so they dry quicker. They dry in two seconds. What do you think that... It's not that. It's for fucking mowing underneath it, isn't it? That was all. I always try to figure out, like, why does the hill's hoist go up? Is it so it's easy to mow under? I always thought is as kids we used to swing around it. Fuck yeah, and bro, Dad my... used to come out and whack us and yeah. belt the shit out of us before PC culture got involved. Broke my sister's arm on one. Yeah, swung around. Damn, I broke my sister's arm three times. Yeah, we we we. I um I bruised my brother. He bruised me. Yeah. Going around on those the hills horse. By the end it wobbled like the Tower of Pisa. Mum couldn't that, use it. That kind of childhood is gone. It was great childhood. I miss Rec- um, like where your parents were like I don't give. But just when the, stri- when the street lights come on, be home. Come in. And you'd, you'd come home from school, you'd drop your bag, you'd go out. Yeah, you there'd, wouldn't there'd go be... into your room and play fucking Fortnite nah. for 12 hours. You'd there'd... drop your bag, maybe get changed, probably not, still in your school gear. You'd ru- run off up the street to find some mates. I grew up in, in Coburg on a street called Deacon Street. Mm-hmm. And in Deacon Street in Coburg, that we'd run out. We'd all meet up after school. We'd play like soccer or yep. cricket. We didn't really like playing cricket because the Lebos all wanted to bat and they wouldn't go out. I'd be like, all right, bro, the stump fell over by itself. You're not out then. And you couldn't argue with the Lebos because they're like 10 brothers. They just yeah. kicked the shit out yeah. of you. And they um, got bats. And we had six and out, um, yep. one hand off the roof, yep. automatic wiki, yep. all these great fucking rules, yep. man. Um, just great fun. British Bulldogs. You couldn't play that in fucking school anymore. And now my niece and nephew who are living in the same street as I grew up, mm. I, I asked them, do you know any of the kids in the street? And they just looked at me like, yuck. Yeah, no. no why Are would you I? right? Why would I? They're all YouTubers. and yeah. So I think they're missing something. They're yeah. going to be they're smarter than us. I think they, in terms of navigating yeah. technology and using Instagram, like I ask them, how do I do this? How yep. do I do that? Um, but I think they're missing something important uh, from mixing with other kids. I went to a... 
therapeutic horticulture conference when I was working as a mental health worker. And they showed this diagram of, nine, it was like, I think it was the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. And it was, the main part is the, the home, right? 1970s, a kid was allowed to go fucking 20 kilometers from home, right? So it's got a forest on the edge of this picture. The kid's allowed to go fuck off into the forest in the 70s. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Where's this? This is, you know, kind of globally. Like the way okay. that, you know, the way that things work. Oh, so you're talking about a statistical circumference. Yeah. Okay. So you got the family home. Got In you. the 1970s, as a child, you had a 20 kilometer radius that you, your parents were comfortable yeah, right. in you going to play. Mine was about 10 in yeah. the 80s. That's what I'm 10 saying. 10 to 15 it keeps, on a pushy. It keeps shrinking to the point now that kids aren't allowed out of their front fucking yard. Yes. They're not allowed out of the backyard. Yeah. yeah they're not. Actually, they're allowed in the backyard. They're probably not allowed to play in the front yard because mum and dad's worried that some fucking pedophile is going to pull them from the front or they're going to yeah. get abducted. Or, we didn't have pedophiles back in our day. They were invented in the no, uh, late Mr. 90s. Mr. Baldy. Mr. Baldy, yeah. Mr. Bubbles. Yeah, that was but, a few of them around. There was that the fucking... One of the Moonbird clowns. Wasn't he a pedo? Um, I don't know, but I was like... <laughs> <my laughs> maybe it was. I think so. Zig and Zag, one of them cunts. Oh yes, one of them was a pedo. That's right. Was he a Moomba clown? Yeah, they were like that was that was the kind of their uh, thing. I reckon Zag was the Zag was the pedophile, Mister Bubbles mm. and Mister Baldy. Yeah, which I don't like because um, it's a bit harmful to me. Harmful to bald men. <laughs> yeah. around the world. It's not fair. You're um, being fucking racially follically profiled. Have you ever been propositioned as a kid to jump in a car? I was outside a milk bar. I was grade four. I just went in and bought... Do you remember Mates? Oh, yeah. I, the I fucking little square. Square. Caramel Fucking Mates juice, so good. Coated in chocolate. For 10 cents, I could get about six or seven. Oh, mate. When one cent lollies? Yeah. Fuck. So I got in, came out of the milk bar, the doorbell, or the little bell, the old school shitty yep. milk bar. Came outside and there's a little Gemini car, shitty little box Gemini, mm. with a guy with a moustache, just like looking at me with his passenger side door open, and he's just ushering me in yeah. like that, moving his going, come on, come on. And I swear to, I just didn't think anything of it. I yeah. got, in my head, I was like, nah, I'm fuck off, dude. I don't know you. And I yeah. kept walking. I ignored him. Years later, I told my mum, and she went, and she was like, holy fuck, why didn't you say anything? And that's when I realised, because when you're a kid. You don't know you're about to be abducted by no. a fucking monster. No. You just brush it off. I'm sure I had a beautiful, peaceful sleep that night. Yeah. And I didn't even realize what had happened no. until afterwards. And that's why kids can hold a secret for so fucking long because yeah. they need time to process and go, hey, my uncle was coming in my bed at night. What the fuck was that all about? Yeah. So, yeah, fragile. We're all fragile as kids. It's fucked up. We're so fucking precious. And trusting. Know? And trusting. Thank fuck I didn't jump in that car. The only reason I think I didn't jump in that car is like, I'm not jumping in a shitty fucking Gemini and get caught by my mates in a Gemini. <laughs> so thank yeah. fuck. If he had a hotted up V8, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. Where are we going? Let's cut some laps. I'm getting fingered, but fuck, I'm in a V8. This rocks. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Different times, man. Yeah, man. 100%. Fucking. Yeah, look. If I was to. Take my kids. I don't like. I don't drink anymore. Or go to the pub. I've, I've never been a pub guy. Yeah. That's because I got enough of it as a fucking kid. I spent my whole childhood in bars or at the pub or in the fucking TAB. Mm. Um, but I got education. 
Like, I don't, I don't see it as a negative. Like, now, it'd be child abuse if you had your kids down the pub every day. You know, like, if I was down the mall and every day with me three kids sinking fucking pots while mm. I let them run crazy and they in get... the kids' playground. Yeah, it'd not, be bad would, parenting. In the fucking 80s and 90s, there was no fucking kids' playground. Mm. I'd play it under the pool table or watch the fucking mud wrestling on, on Sky, you or know? Or play Frogger on Sydney Road with the traffic. Across, exa- or across the road, while well, I was a country kid, across the road to the fish and chip shop, that would give me half a dozen fucking 20-cent pieces and I'd go play NBA Jam or Mortal Kombat or whatever. Until I, I'll come back half How an hour. How fun was that? Come back half an hour later. Dad had chalice out a few more 20 cent pieces. He was drinking. I was playing video games. Everyone was fucking happy. Um, and yeah, I really attribute those times of sitting around with men at a young age in maturing me really fast. Like, I understood adult concepts at a young age because these men didn't, like, go, oh, Joel's here. Let's not fucking. They mm. just spoke as men. And yeah. I was never, and even when dad had mates, mates over, I had a seat at the table. Mm. I knew you to shut the fuck up because I didn't have anything to add, but I sat there and learned, you know? I had a similar experience with my brother who was like seven or eight years older. Mm-hmm. And I think my brother was my lesson in word economy for being on stage because he would only let me chip in if it was fucking quick. Yeah. So he goes, if you're going to interrupt me and my mates... I was eight, nine years younger. Yeah. He goes, you better be fucking be quick and it better be something good. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get a fucking belting. So every time I waffled on, crack over yeah. the head. So this cunt was like my word economy monster. Yeah. So I think my brother, he in built, a roundabout way. Built a comedian, yeah. Built, helped build uh, an efficient word used economy. Yeah. It's going to be short and it better be fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned, I adapted and I started saying some funny shit. In amongst their monopoly games with joints and, mm. you know, I'd pipe in left and right. So that was my upbringing. My father, unfortunately, just a Greek bloke working in a factory, hated his fucking life because he did 12 hours every day for six days in a factory and yeah. shit, mind-numbing fucking job. But, you know, he he left poverty in Greece to come here. Um, I reckon there's a lot of Greek, Italian, Yugoslavian, European men that are emotionally fucking scarred yeah. because of working in factories six days a week with no counseling, no support oh, services, nothing. nothing. Just That's why they turn to booze. That's why they turn to the pokies. That's why they turn to their gardening. Punching that's why they turn wife. to punching their wife or buying property and just paying it off because they had no way to process and they lost the ability to uh, undertake leisurely activities yeah. because they couldn't afford to because they had to pay off a home. Well, that, no. So I had a disconnect with my father because of that and I think I put it down to him working ferocious hours in a fucking factory, which would kill me now, man. That's akin to a labor concentration yeah. camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked. Me having feelings, talking to my dad, he would vomit all over my face. Yeah. If I said, if I went to my dad saying, "Hey, I've got some issues. I feel sad." That's he not just for men. Would not get it. He'd look at me like, "I don't. What? 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 Yeah. What's wrong with you? Are you gay? Yeah. What the fuck? What are you talking about? You have. You're sad at school. I don't give a fuck. You. Yeah. You. You can go to school. I didn't go to school. You fucking little shit. Yeah. I skipped school. I got put on a boat and sent to Australia and got and got sent to a factory when I was like 17, 18. Yeah. My mum was making cutlery as a 17-year-old girl in Port Melbourne. Molten, molten cutlery being poured into a mould and getting stamped and uh, shards of molten yeah, lava would be, fly off yeah. like a sneeze. 
and just land near her, on her. She had this apron yeah. on. That's a, that's a 17, 18-year-old so woman. So what did she have to do after that? She had to pull him out or? Yeah, pull him out, cool him, work on the on the production line, <laughs> making hectic, cutlery. That is a hectic job. And then walk home uh, and then walk to work at four in the morning. And a couple of times she was accosted in a car, yeah. like by blokes, wolf whistling, yeah. telling her to jump in the car. Fuck, man. It's unbelievable. I mean... Our generation, every shit job I've had, if it's been fuck, genuinely fucking terrible, I just go fuck this and leave. Yeah, you know, your father, my father, they didn't have that fucking. They couldn't have that luxury. You didn't do that. I can mortgage kids, blah 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 blah. I mean, people say here a lot often. uh, Being an artist is like probably one of the most fucking self indulgent things you can do. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I think my father doesn't understand what I do. Mm. And it's the reason why they've never seen me perform in 20 years. And when I was on Nova on radio, they didn't understand. They're like, why did you leave a good job in a head office of Coles Meyer as a buyer Mm. or an assistant buyer? Why did you leave that job to um, sit at a desk and talk? to people and play songs we don't get it yeah you went to uni like we sent you to a university that's huge right yeah and i'm like it's not that's not a big deal They're like we didn't finish primary school mate mm. i get i get it with him my, my, my father my, my father passed away when i was 15 but he was always all for that he's like just do whatever makes you fucking happy i don't care what you do that's great whereas mum was more does it make money mm. you know to this day she'll mm. be like oh I've got a gig tonight. She goes, are they paying you? And I'm like, no. What difference does it make? I've been doing this for nearly 20 years now, mum. Do you give up now trying to um, panel beat her into your way of thinking? I, no. I, I just, a lot of I times. Just call her, I just call her on her bullshit now. Like, I think that's all I can do anymore. Are you close with your mum? Uh, again, now, but we weren't for a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm very close with my mum, but I'm very picky as to what I tell her about my yeah. life like i don't i'm the same when it comes to gigs she's like are they paying you yeah i don't even go there yeah. if they're not paying me i don't tell her yeah um and there's a lot of oh, sometimes things i just say fucking I just avoid. yes just to... just yes that's what you took the words out of my mouth because it's now in our age you, we're both like approach your late yeah. 30s early 40s yeah. we're just learning to not rock the boat with mum because she's she's concrete she's not going to change her opinions you're not going to bring your mum around the only way for me to bring my mum around into my way of thinking is uh to give her a massive mushroom trip and make her see that the universe is a wonderful i'd love to get my mum stoned but she would i i'm afraid that if i gave my mum mushroom she would just freak out and start making cheese pastries in the kitchen until it wore off and just she just wouldn't get it (laughs) yeah I, yeah, I similarly want to get my mum stoned so she just stops, like she realises the things that are important, the things that are Just to important. break down some barriers between you. Like, hey mum, how about this yeah. as a philosophy of life? Yeah. Let me do what I want. I'm yeah. fucking happy. I'm in a great place right now. Yeah. I'm she's genuinely in like chronic, happy. She's in chronic fucking pain. It'd, it'd suit her right up and down. But Why don't you just get her the um, oil, cannabis oil, or can you get that for her? Oh, I think I might try and get it fucked up at Christmas with a vape pen. You know, my mate makes these gorgeous marijuana protein balls. If anyone wants any, hit me up on YouTube or uh, DM me on my email. He makes these uh, marijuana protein balls. They're fantastic. Nice. They're really good. For, uh, for fucking health conscious stoner. 
for the health conscious stoner and for people that don't want to ingest smoke into their lungs. He's got a whole heap. He lives in Richmond. He's got a whole heap of clients at gyms. Mm. They uh, work out and then take a, a mushroom ball. That's brilliant. Uh, not a mushroom, but a cannabis yeah. ball and just relax yeah. and uh, jump in a hot bath and get yeah. a massage. It's nice. really good for A lot of uh, jujitsu. Is, it's really common practice to be stoned and do jujitsu because it helps you focus on the mm. on what's going on. It's that presence or that um, being in the moment because yeah, you can't. Like I was talking about with basketball before, you can't. Nothing else can fill your head, so you're focused on that task. And marijuana kind of helps keep you calm while you, someone's trying to fucking choke you out. Because <laughs> you've got to be calm. Have gonna, you done jujitsu? I only like fucked around with friends who do it. Like I've never learned or anything. I've just, you know, wrestled some friends and got injured from it. Because, I have you know, no martial art ability and I'm kind of like worried a little bit because I told you what happened. Yeah, but you're smart enough Well, I not told to you what fucking happened. start fights with people. Yes. You're not one of those cunts that's like, oh, I'm if not. he was here, I'd bash him because you know that there's people out there that can fuck you up. Yes, I'm a, not even, yeah, I... The only reason I say that is because I got a bit, I wasn't scared, but I was like interested over the weekend how I did a, I got a piece of material about cats. It's no big deal, but I, I just, the crux of it is I prefer cats over dogs and then I hang shit on dogs and it's a joke. And then someone sent me an Instagram message saying, uh, oh, fuck you. Dogs are way better. I'll, I'll go you. I'll meet you at the back of the comedy club. I'll wait for you. I'll fuck you up. Dan, who owns the comics lounge, um, saw the message because I reposted it yeah. and he said to me, are you okay, man? Do you need some help? Because this guy is like kind of serious. And I'm like, I think he is serious. And I, and I wrote back going, you go all the way with dogs. That's gross. <laughs> and he wrote back going, I will fucking go. I don't care who you are. And I'm like, holy shit. So I could get accosted one day going down the stairs at a comedy club because some of the shit we say. Over a dog joke. Yeah. It's crazy. So I was like, who is this guy? Turns out he was um, some thug that uh, I ended up deleting, but he was a legitimate person. Yeah. He was in the crowd because he said a few things about my set and about what I heckled back to someone in the crowd. Right. So he was there. Yeah. And then that's where the, the boys from the comics lounge rang me up the next day and they're like, um, just let us know if he comes back and we'll help you to your car and all that shit. And I'm like, Fuck thank man. you, boys. You're mighty fine of you, boys. Because I'm like, I don't fight. I don't know how no. to fight. I've never really... Anybody that goes out looking for fucking violence is an idiot. Or thinking that they can... Like, that think that they can fight and they're not trained. It's just so easy to just get coward punched <sighs> or glassed in a bar now. I'm, I'm grateful to have, like, a sixth sense for that shit. Was it you that told me the story about someone who got glassed straight to the face at a bar? Or it was someone else... I've done too many pods in the I, last I few could, days. I could tell you fucking 20 stories that cunts getting glassed. But well, yeah. yeah, you grew up in the country in parts. No, not even that. that. Hip-hop. Fucking rap shows. Like I was saying, they're the worst. The reason... Why? Because you roast each other? Is that... Testosterone. Everyone's trying to be the hardest cunt. And it's like, this is not what this culture is about. And they fight. Yeah. So to get to a certain point of the night, too much piss, too much whatever. Ice got introduced at some point in the you know, mid-2000s. And yeah. There's reasons, the reason that initially there was no glass in the Gershwin room, they got the, went to the fucking, at the ESPY. At the ESPY, yeah. That was a great stand-up club in the, back in the day, Eric Banner and all yeah. that. Um, Sorry, go on. Uh, the reason that it went, they went from, you couldn't get a glass of beer anymore, you had to get the plastic cups, was because, yeah, hip-hop shows and cunts fucking glassing each other in the audience. 
Right. That was initially why they changed to plastic, because of all the fucking glass things. And that's why hip-hop shows don't last long at venues, because the graffiti writers go fucking tag the shit out of the toilets. Oh, wow. So they destroy the toilets, which pisses the venue off because they've got to clean it. There's drug use, but like... It's mainly just weed, so that's not so bad. But then you said mid two thousands the ice. Mid two thousand the ice fucking came in. I remember doing a show and I was backstage and these young lad cunts came in like, Hey bro, can we get some fucking I'm like This is hip hop bro, like I gotta let's smoke a spliff, like And they're burning the glass barbie. Yeah. I was just like, Where the, when wow. the fuck did you cunts come in? I have like, never seen that in a green room. I've seen Coke get done in a green room. But I've never seen anyone burn a glass barbie. Oh, I've seen them all. I've seen everything done. In a comedy green room? Not in a comedy green room. In music. Yeah. yeah, I've seen everything. So what you're saying is in the rap culture, they get on stage and they try and outdo each other with raps. They don't talk about... It's, not the, it's not the artists so much that are the fucking problem. It's the people in the crowd? It's the punters. And the punters are supporting their favorite rappers yeah. and they go at each other going, fuck you, my rapper. Yeah, and there's the little clicks and crews. And, and it starts fighting so yeah. it's not like stand-up where each one is individual no because you're just... like this dude he's with that label and and this crew of guys and it usually stems down from graffiti crews and if the graffiti crews go long back far enough to the 80s when you know graffiti started in geelong um didn't actually yeah melbourne's got geelong to thank for the whole graffiti culture it started there first and then came down here can I say something fluffy? Are there any like rappers that have come onto the scene like an Eminem where everyone like golf claps and went, oh yeah, this is fucking good Oh, heaps all of people rounds. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's lots of really okay. beloved people. It's and just, it, is it a place where people, like... It's the shows. It's not the music. It's not the fan. Is it still it, a circuit where you can come through and become a decent rapper? Like <sighs> progression? Like, yeah, as there comedy, is. There is? There is. I mean... And what would be that's the how best? I cut out? I cut my teeth the same way. It was an open mic at the Laundry in um, on Johnson Street. Fitzroy. Do you know any good venues now if someone wants to go and watch rap? Because I oh, no. wouldn't mind going one day to see some rappers. Because I think Fuck. yeah, they're very well. Music's kind of died in the ass with COVID because you can't have fucking because of the numbers. So live music's not really live around. music is fucked. But surely rap, it's just what you just have a DJ and a yeah, and but a rapper, still right? they 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 count it as. Music. Music, so... They how did we get off the hook? Because, because they don't class comedy as entertainment. Fuck, see what we cop? Yeah. We're the, we're the dregs, mate. Yeah, comedy was not a problem. We can get destroyed for our art. Mm-hmm. You would never go to an art gallery and diss on a painting in front of the painter. You'd just quietly go, that is that's, fucking shit. That's shit, I don't understand it. Yeah. But with a comedian, you would go up to him and go, I didn't like that because that's offensive and fuck you and that wasn't funny. My sister's retarded. And, oh Even God. when they agree with you, they can be cunts. I yeah. did old joke I did about, it was just I had a big uh, run of my dick so big jokes. Yeah. And one of them was, uh, my dick's so big I can't get enough blood to my hands to choke my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, the crowd will either moan or laugh. And I'll be like, I oh, know she's disappointed too. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the gig, kid comes up to me and he's real fucking stoked. And he's like, wants to tell me I've done really well and he really enjoyed the show. And he starts giving me notes. And funnily enough, I still have it on, I have the whole conversation on recording because I forgot to turn my fucking phone off record when I had it in my pocket recording the set. So he's talking to me and he's like, oh, I think you should do little dick jokes because, you know, you look like a guy with a big dick. So I like it to be funnier. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you're telling me what's funny and what's not funny now. 
Mm. And he goes, yeah, man, but and you know that the thing about your big, like the not getting enough bloody hands, because it's funny because you look like a guy that would choke his girlfriend, and I'm kind of like, oh fucking hell. I'm like, well, uh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, that's all I said. I was, yeah, the exact reaction was uh, thanks. I guess <laughs> like with her consent, I choke her because that's what she likes. Not like I just go around choking bitches. Like, is that the vibe I give off, mate? And he was like, oh no, thanks for the. And I'm like, so even when people are trying to be fucking nice to you about your art, yeah, they still shit on you. Like, Absolutely. it's backhanded compliments. And they're not even trying to be backhanded. They're trying to be nice. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that just... I thought I did well. Now you fucked it. Like, mm. thanks, mate. I was two feet off fucking stage. Couldn't you, like, let me, like, have half a second to, like, go yeah. to the bar, get myself a fucking lemonade? No, no, no. I want to pull you aside now and tell you what was good and what was bad, in my expert opinion as a punter. Yeah. Who's never tried this. That's the other one I hate, is the drunk cunts who are like, I'm fucking funnier than you. I can fucking do that. All my mates think I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, could you? Okay, tell us a joke. And they go, well, yeah, me and Robbo and fucking Timmy were down the shops. And it's like, I don't know who Robbo and Timmy are. I don't know where the fucking shops are. I don't give a fuck. I had to be there, right? Mm. If I wasn't there, it's not funny. That's the problem we face as comedians. We work so hard to panel beat a piece of material that when we get it right, it sounds effortless. Yeah, it sounds it like sounds it's just simple, conversational. And it sounds like conversational stream of consciousness. Mm. And we make it look easy. And that's where they go, it's easy. We could do that. He's just saying it. Like, especially the one that I get always is Carl Barron. A lot of my mates who aren't comedians will go, oh, what Carl Barron does is easy. He yeah. just like, he talks about a fart and then he like does a fart noise. He does a funny face. And then he says, you know, when you hold it in, when you go out on a date yeah. and then you fart in the car, I can do that. Yeah, well, give it a fucking go. Yeah, and I write down you all would, your observations and let's see how fucking funny they are. You would eat a fucking dick so yep. quick and your head would spin and then you'd panic. You'd break out into a sweat because the crowd's looking at you. You'd freak out. You wouldn't be able to form two words together. The and silence that's when you'd will be like, deafen you. The silence will deafen you and be like, welcome to death. Yeah. Anyway, man, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. Joel, plug your show, man. That's, near, that's the hour done. Plug your uh, show. I think I'm going to post this online maybe uh, next week or the week yeah, after. Yeah, cool. So, so Dumpster Fest is coming up. Yeah, you, uh, yes. For the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. There's a bunch of shows, a bunch of different comedians from the 10th of April to the 18th. So the last week of festival, 52A Home Street, Brunswick East, just up from the Maccas at the end of Ligon Street. And fuck Maccas, it's behind Il Carusi Pizza Shop. That's it, Il Carusi, amazing. One of the, the guy won best margarita in the world when he went mm -hmm. to Italy for the championship. So Stand great by pizza. It. You can get a great pizza and come see some fucking yeah. excellent comedy. All right. Uh, peace. Joel Pierce, cheers, man. Thanks, man.